and welcome to Message Matters Monday. It's our second episode. And so, my name is Father Doug Martin. And I'm Amanda, his better half. Much better half. <laughs> so, so glad to have you back with us this week. Um, and this week, we're talking about more than words again. And, and we're talking about the homily from yesterday and the gospel from yesterday, which really hit on three different ways in which, I mean, there's lots of different ways that we say uh, things that maybe we don't mean to or we don't want to, but it really hit on three different ways that we do that. And so we hope to talk about that in this episode a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be back. And um, this is really a tough topic to talk about. It's really hard to self-evaluate, um, especially because of our pride. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is. We, we were talking about before we started this and how, how hard it is to um, to admit some of these things and, and specifically to admit them to someone else because it, it's <clears throat> it's kind of embarrassing to admit that we've tried to manipulate someone or that we've said something we shouldn't yeah. have said or that we've lied to someone. I mean, those things are, are kind of hard to, to admit and, and be, can right. be a little embarrassing. Right. And the thing is, um, it's more admitting it to ourselves because the people around us already know, honestly. Yeah, and to to admit that someone else knows, yeah. to to admit, you know, I mean, like you said, it, so, people know. Right. People know when you say something you you shouldn't, for the most part, and um, yeah, it's just hard to admit. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that, and it's just a form of of pride that that gets us, and and it's hard not to. To kind of fall into that. So, so before we start, though, why don't we begin with prayer? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, and Lord, thank you for your Word, because we know that your Word is true. Thank you for all the things that you say to us in Scripture, all the truths that you tell us, all the ways in which we can change the the way we are and, and who we are and all the ways that you love us. Thank you for telling us how much you love us and how much you care for us. Lord, I ask that you would let that permeate our minds, our being, our very spirit, so that we know and believe the word that you've given to us. It's in your holy and precious name that we pray. Amen. 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 In the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So this, this first... Um, this second week of, of Message Matters Monday is just an opportunity again to, for us to kind of break this open and, and try and help you at, at home or at work or with friends be able to really talk about the gospel and the homily and, and be able to kind of unpack it a little bit more and how really it applies to your life. So what we're using is the format that's on our website that we give to our congregation to be able to use each week with their family and friends and, and uh, maybe in, in their own house. Um, and it's you can find that at stmary.life slash message matters. And it's just a way to, to create conversation around the message for this week. Well, I, I like this format, or a format or outline like this because because these talking points help me, like as an introvert, to just to have a starting point in, in conversation. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, lots of times we hear the homily on Sunday, and we go home and we never think about it again, or we don't even ask, or, or maybe we ask the kids on the car ride home, "Hey, what'd you think of it?" And you know, you get the old, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
And so uh, using this format kind of gives you some questions and some ways to, to help them to break it open and really think about it in a deeper way what, uh, what was said in the homily itself. Um, and so today we're going to start with reading uh, the gospel from, from yesterday. It's from John chapter 14, verses 15 through 21. And it reads, Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot accept, because it neither sees nor knows him. But you know him, because he remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live and you will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. And so, if you would, just take a moment to think about a word or a phrase in there that really spoke to you and in, in what that means, what, what God is trying to tell you in that. One of the phrases that really stuck out to me was the phrase, I will not leave you orphans. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. very comforting and um, reassuring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, for, for me, it, it just reminds me that I'm not here alone, that um, the, the God has, has chosen me even though, you know, at, at one point uh, I may have been against him or I was against him. I mean, before uh, my baptism, we we're told in Scripture that we're, you know, kind of enemies of God. And so, you know, but, but the Lord uh, takes us in in our baptism and makes us, a, a, you know, part of his family. He includes us in his family and, and he, he takes us in as, as an orphan or he adopts us. And so we're, we're, we're never left alone. He, he won't leave us, and he'll always come to us. And so that's a very comforting thought to me. That's something that I really take great, mm-hmm. great joy in and great, great pleasure in. Um, but, you know, how, how, that, how that works with today's message and, or with yesterday's message in the homily and today what we're, what we're trying to do. Um, you know, I, I think watching our words is probably we could go on and on and on about this because it, it's such a common problem for everyone. Um, it, it, it's so easy to let our words just kind of flow out without even thinking about it and, and also not to realize uh, particular, well, the, the context of what we're saying or, or why we're saying it and, and just let it come from a, a moment of feeling rather than necessarily a moment of thinking. And so it happens, I, I see it, I've seen it happen in the workplace, um, especially, but um, it also happens in the home as well. Oh yeah, I was, I was gonna say, um, if you asked me the last time, I said something I would say uh, tomorrow. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I was gonna say, if you asked me when's the last time I said something I regretted, I was going to say probably yesterday or 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, especially with my kids and family. Um, I, I mean, I hope, I think that's common. I'm not the only one, but um, yeah. 
It's and, and also in that scripture, he says he'll give us an advocate, another that the spirit of truth. And I think when we are, you know, walking in his word and, and scripture and, and going to mass and going to confession and, or, you know, when we can, um, that helps us to, to stay in, in line with the spirit of truth and so that our words yeah. are better. Yeah. I mean, <coughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, for 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 me, I remember, um, you know, just times at, at work. I, I can remember um, having having people come up to me. I mean, especially when I was working in the pharmaceutical industry, I worked in two different um, jobs. I worked in two different situations. One was in a warehouse. One was in an office. And just, I remember hearing just lots of things in those in those conversations. I remember um, hearing people. Uh, manipulating each other to try and uh, either get someone to to do the work that they're supposed to be doing or to try and get out of work that they that they're supposed to be doing and trying to get someone else to do it for them um, we, we, we used to be in a situation where you once you were finished with your job you could go home um, and so I remember having people wanting to go home before their job was finished and say you know hey can you come do my job and, and um, and so it's not necessarily um, bad or wrong, but when it's used for, for selfish purposes, it could be. I mean, like um, someone may lie to another person saying, oh, I got to get home. I got to make sure the kids are in bed when in actuality their kids are in bed every night. I mean, there was just certain situations that I saw with all that. And then, you know, one of the big things that I saw uh, working in a, a company and a corporation was the complaints against management. Um you know, complaining and putting motives onto management that maybe that they didn't have, um, assuming certain things like they don't care about us or they they really don't think about us or they're just trying to make it harder on us. Um, when in actuality, management may not have even been thinking that at all. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so, you know, on the other side of it, it might have helped, you know, the, the people who are in leadership it might have helped for them to maybe explain their actions a little bit more and, and give an opportunity for the, to, to take away the, the, the motives or the unclear things that may be there that causes that murmuring and causes that complaining against the company. Um, lots of times when you're in leadership or you're in management, you don't think you have to explain mm. um, what you're doing. To, to the people who are working for you. And and maybe that's true. Maybe, maybe you don't have to, but you can see how it could create a better atmosphere, yeah. um, a better working yeah. atmosphere. Um, and, and, I, and I see that in the family as well. Well, it's a, it's a hard line not to cross between murmuring, complaining, mm -hmm. gossiping, and then actually doing something constructive or, like mm -hmm. you said, um, that's true, I know, with me as a parent, too, with kids. Um, it's a hard, it's a fine line to say, to use your words. You're tempted to um, want to use something negative. To, to You take it personally as a parent that you want to help that child become a mature, responsible, faithful adult. But... Um, you know, you, you 
can't say, oh, you know, you stupid idiot or you're fat or, um, you're, you know, whatever it is to try to motivate them because that's, that's just going to drag them down. And, um, and it's a form of manipulation too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, where you, you know, where I've heard that it said that it takes one positive word or I love you to counterbalance 10 negative. So, um, I think in our, you know, some da daily frustration, we have to stop ourselves and, and evaluate, are we using our words positively to evoke the change we want to see? Or are we, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, especially in this time where we're homeschooling and everybody's homeschooling yeah. and, you know, it, it's something that we were kind of used to because that's what we did for a long time. But I'm sure for many parents who hasn't had to do this, that, that it can be a, a cause and a source of frustration and, and can easily turn into, you know, arguments or, or those sorts of things. And so, you know, just talking about manipulation for a second, uh, manipulation's not always a, um, a bad thing. Lots of times it is and lots of uh, in lots of ways that it happens, it is, and and so we really have to test our motives in those situations. But, but to to push someone to do something good is is, is a type of manipulation, and that's okay, um, it, as long as the the motive is pure and as long as the action mm -hmm. is pure. But lots of times it's not. Right, right. Well, I, th yeah. I think that phrase um, where Jesus said to the Pharisees, "You're a brood of vipers." I mm -hmm. mean, it's kind of shocking. But, you know, I, I look at it like, I don't think he was saying, you know, you, you idiot or, you know, but he was saying, you're acting this way and you're mm -hmm. not supposed to. That's not who you are. Mm -hmm. So in that way, we can, we can motivate if we call something out, you know, in right. a loving way. Right. There, there's one thing to call someone stupid. There's one, another thing to say, you're being stupid. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> to, yeah. It's, it's, it's a huge difference. It's very common Mm -hmm. in our online social media mm -hmm. um, atmosphere we're seeing now too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so to, to, and so I think, you know, with Jesus there in, in the gospel, when he called them a brood of vipers, I mean, he, he is telling the truth about them. Um, and he is trying to get them to understand who they are. Mm -hmm. And so you can see out of a, a moment, probably of, of frustration, but out of a moment of, of truth telling. And so there's sometimes we need to be told how we're acting so that maybe we can, we can change that. And so that kind of brings us to, I mean, who are, who are people around us that could, could help us with, um, with correcting our actions? Because, you know, the truth is, is we all need accountability. We all need someone that's going to tell us the truth and say, do you, did you hear how that came out? Do you know how that sounded to them? Are, are you, you know, maybe you didn't hear the way you said that. I, I know you do that for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's hard to do. And it, on the one hand, it's hard for us to self-evaluate because we have a lot of pride to, to admit that things about ourselves. But then to say that to to someone else and to help them or... Right. Um, and, it, and it needs to be someone that you trust. Um, I mean, you know, we, we've always kind of taught our children to, to tell us how they feel even when we're even when we're disciplining them, I mean, because if we're making them feel 
like if we're making them feel stupid or if we're making them feel bad in the way that we're disciplining them, then that's not the way we want them to feel. The way we want them to feel is, is that is to feel, you know, an understanding that what they did was wrong and how they can correct that. Yeah. And so I think, a, a, you know, a, a good way to do that, though, is, is to have someone who you're accountable to, someone that you can say, hey, look, I need you to call me out on this stuff. And, and you may need two or three people for that. I well, mean, you, yeah. you, you may need someone at work. You may need someone at home. Mm -hmm. And and so, I mean, it, it may be, you know, a variety of people that can say, hey, I don't think you heard how that how that sounded. And, and it's really important to, to have that. It's also tough to have that. Yeah. It, it's tough to have someone call you out and tell you when you're not doing something and, or, or when you've done something you really shouldn't have done mm -hmm. or said something you shouldn't have said. It's hard to really hear that. And so yeah. um, just finding someone that you trust and, and having that ability to be vulnerable with them and allow that to happen. It's a, it's a knock to our pride. It's hard to, to be able to say that and to admit that and not defend ourselves, not say, well, you didn't understand. I, you know, I meant it this way right. because they're just trying to tell you how it sounded. Right. Well, how you meant it, you, the way you said it may not, may not come out the way you meant it. So, um, so I hope, I hope this helps. I hope this is, uh, something that's helpful for you. It's always helpful for us to talk things out and to, to hear, you know, what we're, what we're saying and to be very careful about that stuff. So, um, so and, until next week, have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. Watch your words. Bye.